Hi, this is Nathan. Before we get to the episode, I want to invite you to join me on an incredible adventure this November of 2024. I am taking a small group of believers to Turkey, what the New Testament called Asia Minor, for a 12-day Bible study tour of the early church. We'll be studying the book of Acts and many of the epistles on location as we visit ancient cities like Ephesus, Laodicea, Heropolis, Antioch, Pergamum, and many more. If you are interested in joining me this November for a once-in-a-lifetime adventure as we study where much of the New Testament and early church took place, you can learn more by going to deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. And if you're interested, don't delay. Spots are limited and on a first-come, first-served basis, and a $100 discount is available if you register before May 27th. I do hope you can join me. And again, more information is available at deeperchristian.com forward slash turkey. Now, here's the episode. Welcome to episode 65 of the Deeper Christian Podcast. This is the podcast to help you study God's word, know Jesus intimately, and discover how you can build your life around Jesus Christ. I'm Nathan Johnson, and in today's episode, I want to give you 12 ideas that'll help you stay spiritually focused this summer. Let's dive in. I don't know about you, but summer often becomes the time where we grow passive, where we begin to coast, or we just go with the flow. I mean, this really could be a time where we can ramp things up. You know, when most people are going on vacations, churches are reducing their activities, and businesses are humming, slowly gearing up for the fall, summer can actually be a great time to focus on intentionally building our spiritual lives. Well, regardless of how busy you are this summer, the point still remains the same. You need to stay spiritually focused, or you're going to find yourself drifting. See, we're either growing in our intimacy with Jesus, and we're cherishing His Word all the more, Or we're finding ourselves starting to grow dim and dull. So I want to give you 12 ideas that's going to help you stay spiritually focused this summer. To increase your intimacy with Jesus. To fall in love with God's word all over again. And to help you intentionally build your life around Jesus Christ. And while I'm going to give you a bunch of ideas, don't feel like you have to attempt them all. I would encourage you just to pick a couple of your favorites or try one a week or do some sort of a mix and match to your heart's content. But remember, you must be intentional in your spiritual life. Now, before we jump in, I want to let you know that I've created a downloadable bonus for you. Now, in this free bonus download, I've listed the 12 things I'm about to mention, as well as some of my favorite ideas and recommendations and suggestions. So if you want to take these 12 ideas even further, I would encourage you to download this bonus for free by visiting the show notes for this episode. So just go to deeperchristian.com forward slash 65 for episode 65, and you'll see a link there where you can download this free bonus download. Well, let's jump in. Now, these are in no particular order, but here are 12 ideas to give you a spiritually successful summer and to stay focused on Jesus. Number one, read the classics and biographies. Now, if you know me, you know I'm a book fanatic, so obviously this had to make the list. But I would encourage you to spend some time this summer and go back and read some of these great Christian classic books. Books by like 
A.W. Tozier or Oswald Chambers, Ian Bounds and Spurgeon and Ian Thomas. See, these books are in, they, they'll enrich your soul and give you food for thought to just chew on and, and ponder, and which will truly just enrich and grow your spiritual life. I love learning from the men and women of yesteryear. It really just deepens my love for Jesus Christ and it oftentimes opens up the word of God in a very special way where I just see the word more clearly and I hunger and thirst for righteousness. So whether you want to take a book a month or be more aggressive and read a book a week, I would encourage you to get back into these great Christian classic books. Now, as a side note, back in episode number 46, I talked about this idea of learning less but studying more. See, so oftentimes I, I'm just blazing through content and I'm just reading it so fast, I'm not actually taking time to ponder it and applying it into my life. So I suggested this idea of what would happen if you actually begin to read less books, but maybe read them several times over and over so that the truths within them can actually deepen and grow in your life. And so you have time to ponder it afresh and kind of at a new level. See, when I read things over again, I just begin to say, whoa, I missed that the first time. So maybe one idea for you this summer is whether whether you want to read a book a week or even a book a month is what would happen if you chose just one book and you read it a couple of times over the summer. Or maybe you chose three books, one for each month, but then you read them a couple of times. See, that'll give you time to ponder these truths and let it sink deep into your life. And remember, don't just imbibe or intake information apply what you are learning to your life. And don't just read classic books. I would encourage you to read some great Christian biographies. See, Christian biographies have a way of spurring on your faith. It has a way of encouraging you and letting you see the, the, the glories and the mistakes of people who have walked this narrow road before us. Now, for a list of some suggested classic Christian books, as well as some of my favorite biographies, I would encourage you to download that bonus resource uh, in the show notes, which gives you a whole bunch of these resources and recommendations. And I put some of my favorite books that I would suggest you may be reading this summer in that as well. The second suggestion for your summer is to read the New Testament and perhaps the entire Bible this summer. So you have about 90 days in the course of June through August. So what would happen if you decided to read the entire Bible in the next three months? See, what if you would take the pages of your Bible, however many pages that is, divide it by 90, well, that will tell you how many pages you need to read every single day. Or what if you just say, I want to read through the New Testament uh, once this summer or maybe several times this summer. So whether you want to set a page limit or whether you just even want to set a time limit, like 30 or 60 minutes to read, I would encourage you to dive deep into the reading of God's word. Make it a challenge for yourself to see how many times you can read through the New Testament this summer or or see if you can read the entire Bible in the course of these 90 days. Now, that may take you about an hour a day, but it is spiritually enriching to read that quickly through the Bible because you begin to make these connections and you start to see these aha moments and you begin to see the entire picture, the global overview of scripture in a very fresh and exciting way. And as a fun side thought, it means you're only in a couple of days in Leviticus. So if you're, if you're in those books, you're just like, oh no, Leviticus, which by the way, is a great book. But if you kind of weigh any kind of just despair in a book like Leviticus, well, when you're reading it through the, when you're reading through the Bible in 90 days, you're not spending much time there. And it really is a, just an edifying way to read scripture. So whether you want to read the entire Bible or just the New Testament, I would encourage you to have a specific reading plan 
for this summer. And also try reading chronologically or perhaps in a different translation than you normally use. See, sometimes when you read chronologically and you actually see it in the order it happened or when you use a different translation and it's using different language than you're used to reading, it causes you to ponder and reflect and it forces you to slow down and think through what you're reading. Number three, take an entertainment fast. So oftentimes, especially in the summer, you know, things are kind of moving at a slower pace. And so therefore we default to this downtime stuff, which tends to be entertainment. Some of us go to movies or video games or television or our phone apps or, or whatever. But I would encourage you, what would, it, what would happen if you took a week or a month or even the entire summer, summer and was on an entertainment fast? What if you would say, I'm going to pause, you know, messing around on apps or I'm, gonna, I'm not going to play video games this summer or, all right, there's going to be no movies or no television or, or I'm going to restrict some of those to maybe one day a week or, you know, maybe 20 minutes a day or whatever that looks like. But what would happen if you began to have an entertainment fast? So rather than spending hours and hours in entertainment, what if you would say, I want to use that time for other things? I don't know about you. But when I've gone through times where I've taken a fast from entertainment and and digital devices, it really has been an opportunity to grow spiritually. Now, number four is going to sound a little funny in light of the one we just talked about, but I would encourage you just to ponder the idea of watching a Christian or edifying movie this summer. Now, whether you want to do one a week, which would be 12, or whether you want to do maybe one a month, whatever that looks like, I would encourage you, there's some great movies out there that really edifies your faith. Now, for a list of some recommendations, again, I put 12 of them, if you want to do one a week, in the downloadable resource. Now, again, I'm not talking about just ones for mere entertainment, and I'm not saying that those are all bad, but what I'm saying is there are specific movies that actually edify and grow your faith. They they turn your gaze upon Jesus Christ, and they, they give you this desire to know him more. Number five. I encourage you to pick a book of the Bible and study and saturate in it this summer. See, what would happen if you said, I'm going to take the next three months, I'm going to take take a small book, maybe like 1 John, and I'm going to read 1 John every single day this summer. So maybe on top of your Bible reading plan, you say, I'm going to study and saturate in 1 John. So what if you just begin to read that book over and over and over again, even if all you did was read it? over and over, every single day for the entire summer, you will know that book far more at the end of the summer than you do now. But what would happen is if you'd be reading it daily and begin to pray over it, and then you begin to maybe do some word studies and begin to think through, okay, why why is he moving from this into this? And and why does he use this word? And, and you begin to study it out. Now, if you want some help on this, I've walked through this idea of, of observation, interpretation, application, just the three basic questions for Bible study in episodes number 20 through 23. So if you want some handles or some helps on that, uh, you can just go to the episode 20, 21, 22, 23. Or there's a whole page of resources and articles that I've written on my website if you just go to deeperchristian.com forward slash Bible. But don't just be content with reading the Bible this summer. I want you to get inside the word. I want you to go deep into it and really study and saturate within the text. Number six is what I like to call Operation Secret Things. At the ministry that I work at, we often have this idea of the Operation Secret Things. And it's basically the idea of of purposely setting time aside to write notes or give gifts, 
but a lot of times anonymously. In other words, it's an operation. It's like a top secret mission. And our goal is to how can we bless, how can we encourage, how can we edify the people around us? And yes, sometimes that means we do sign our names, but what would happen if we were intentional about blessing the people around us? Someone does something for us, well, why don't we tell them thank you? But don't just use the words, why don't we express that in a, in a note or in a gift or in some little trinket or, or some way to, to physically express our thankfulness? Now, you don't have to spend a lot of money on this. You can just buy some note cards and put them in an envelope. But why don't you have this idea of this summer of saying, all right, once a week, I'm going to write a letter and mail it, or I'm going to give a gift to somebody, or I'm going to do a special act of service and love towards someone around me and have an operation of secret things that you're doing to bless, encourage, and edify the people around you. Number seven is to have purposeful fellowship. A lot of times the summer schedule is a little bit more airy and free. So why don't you use that time intentionally to be purposeful in fellowship? See, why don't you have a weekly gathering or maybe once a month gather some friends or maybe even some people you don't know very well and have them over at your house for a meal or have a game night or, you know, take people out for coffee. Too often in our, especially our digital world, we presume we're having a relationship with people because we're supposedly quote unquote connected and yet we're actually not investing in the relationships of the people around us. So why don't you take that visitor who came to your church last week and say, hey, why don't you come over to my house on Friday night and I'll make you dinner? Or why don't you just gather a group of friends and say, hey, why don't y'all bring and let's have a potluck kind of a meal and, and let's just have a great night of fellowship and prayer and worship and just encourage and edify one another in the word. Or, hey, let's just hang out and have some fun and play some games. But why don't you be purposeful this summer and have intentional fellowship with the people around you and begin to invest and grow in those relationships, really to spur them onto Jesus Christ and to be encouraged yourself. Number eight is to purposely set time aside to pray. Now, I know you're like, I, I, I already pray, but this summer is a great opportunity to increase and be focused in your prayer life. So here's a couple of ideas. Maybe you set a specific day aside where you have a longer time in prayer, or maybe you have a theme for each day of things to pray for. For, for example, maybe you have your normal prayer life that you're praying through every day, but what if each day of the week you would have some sort of a theme? For example, on Mondays, you could be praying specifically for the government, and Tuesday, you could pray for your church and the people and your pastor. Wednesday, you can pray for missions around the world and, and any specific missionaries you know, as well as for God to raise up more missionaries for the mission field. You know, Thursday could be specific ministries or whatever. See, there are so many things that we could be praying through, and so oftentimes we just forget to pray. So what if you would make a theme for each day of the week and you go, oh, it's Monday, I'm going to be praying for the government and the, the president and all the, you know, the Supreme Court and all the governmental kind of things. Or you could be praying through the persecuted church or for the for America or the world to experience revival. You could pray for specific individuals who need to know Jesus or your immediate and extended family, your town or your city, or the countless issues and agendas plaguing our culture like abortion or homosexuality. See, there are countless issues that you could be praying through on a day-by-day basis. So I would encourage you to not just be normally praying this summer. Obviously, you should do that. But maybe spend some increased time in prayer. Maybe you set aside one night a week just to spend a couple of hours in prayer. Or maybe you just add on these thematic uh, prayer requests to your week. 
Either way, build and be intentional in this idea of your prayer life. Number nine, consider taking a one-day getaway with Jesus. What if you would find a place, whether it be the ocean or the mountains, a lake, a favorite coffee shop in a nearby town or whatever you have accessible to you, but what if you would bring your Bible, maybe some worship music, your journal, and spend a few dedicated hours with Jesus? Just bask in his presence and read his word and talk to him and just delight yourself in the Lord. Maybe you just take a whole entire weekend this summer and just have a weekend getaway with Jesus. It really could be a neat way to edify and stay spiritually focused throughout your summer. Number 10, why don't you get out of your comfort zone and evangelize? See, you have good news. You have this hope within you to share. Now, evangelism can be just as easy as telling your own personal story of how Jesus changed your life. But I encourage you to be prayerful and ask God to give you opportunities at work or school or while you're around town with neighbors or with, with strangers and talk about the goodness and the salvation of our Lord. One of the great ways to grow in your spiritual life is to begin to share the hope within you, to share what you yourself have. Now, I know a lot of us are like, whoa, I'm so scared to do that. And what if they hate me? And what if? But you realize that if it truly is good news, why would we bottle it up and not want to share it? See, if God has truly changed our life, it should bubble forth and we should long to share it with others. So I would encourage you, step out of your comfort zone and let God begin to use you to perhaps transform your town or your community or your neighborhood. And you don't have to be all eloquent and you don't have to know all the answers up front. But will you be a willing vessel to say, God, I'm, I'm going to set myself in your hands this summer and I want you to use me to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ. Perhaps that just means you're always have eyes wide open and you're available for how God wants to use you throughout your normal living. Or perhaps that means you're, you set a time aside every week or once a month to say, all right, God, tonight's going to be evangelism night and I'm going to go to the mall or I'm going to go to some place that has a lot of people and just push me to somebody and open a conversation. And maybe as I'm seeing someone sitting on a bench or talking, maybe I'll just say, hey, how are you? And if they seem to be open and receptive, I'll begin to talk and ask how their day was and, and begin to shift that into talking about Jesus. Either way, I encourage you to take a bold step of faith and learn to evangelize and share the good news within you. Number 11, listen to classic sermons. I don't know about you, but I love listening to sermons from the legends of yesteryear. I love going back into the archives of the audio and written files that we have of people's sermons and just reading or listening to these great sermons. Now, there are people like Spurgeon who were around before recording devices, and so therefore all we have is the written text of their sermons. But we have a lot of great audios as well by people like Tozier or Ian Thomas and Paris Reedhead and Leonard Ravenhill and a, and a host of other people. And I would encourage you, if you want to build your faith and stay spiritually focused and strong this summer, consider listening to some of these classic sermons. Now, in the downloadable resource, I've given a link where you can listen to a whole bunch of my favorites. But consider this idea of listening or reading these classic sermons throughout your summer. And number 12, consider having a state of the union for your soul and creating a spiritual growth plan. Back in episode number seven, I talked about five ways to grow in Jesus Christ. And I, one of those ideas was this idea of creating a spiritual growth plan. 
See, so oftentimes we're, we're hoping and assuming that we're going to increase in our love and affection for Jesus Christ, that, that we are building our lives around Jesus Christ. And it, yeah, that may be true, but a lot of times it's just, it's a, it's a hopeful wish and desire. It's not a purposeful or aggressive pursuit. And one of the things I've noticed that, is that if I'm not intentional, I grow really slow. But if I'm intentional and purposeful in what I'm doing and, and a plan of how I'm going to get there, my growth is just exponentially increased. So I would encourage you at some point this summer to take some time, probably a couple of hours, and just give a state of the union for your soul. In other words, just like the president does and says, all right, this is where the country is this year. Why don't you take some time this summer and say, all right, honestly, where am I at in my spiritual life? How am I doing in victory and purity and character, integrity, and righteousness, and holiness, and how's my time in the word, and how's my love and affection for Jesus? Am I evangelizing? How's my prayer life? And just begin to walk through some of the key areas of the, of the Christian life and just see where you're at. Just give an honest assessment. But then I would encourage you to dream a little and say, God, where, where are you taking me, and, and, and where are you pulling me for the future, and what are some of the key things that I, I want to be intentional and in growing in? You know, maybe you want to be studying the word more, or maybe your prayer life needs to increase. Well, begin to make a list of those things and say, all right, how do I get there? How, how do I have a fervent prayer life? How do I begin to truly study God's word in depth and actually have a love for doing so? In other words, create a spiritual growth plan. Be intentional for how you are growing and increasing and changing into the future. So again, at some point in the summer, give an honest assessment of where you're at and, and dream and vision and pray and say, God, where are you taking me? And create a plan to get there. Well, those are just 12 simple ideas to help you stay spiritually strong this summer. See, my desire is that you would be overwhelmingly focused on Jesus Christ, that your love and intimacy for him would only increase as you continue to build your life around him. And remember, I've created a downloadable bonus for you where it lists the 12 things as well as a whole bunch of ideas, recommendations, and suggestions, such as the suggested reading or 12 edifying movies that you could watch this summer. But if you want to take these ideas even further, I would encourage you to download this free bonus by visiting deeperchristian.com forward slash 65 for episode number 65. And in the middle of that show notes page, you can see a link where you can download that resource. And thanks as always for listening to this episode of the Deeper Christian Podcast. And until next time, know I am cheering you on as you build your life around Jesus Christ.